Good morning to each and every one of you this morning as believers, as followers of Jesus. Can we agree that Jesus is enough and he is all that we need? Can we agree on that this morning? Amen. Amen. He truly is, and he's who we want everyone to experience. And so, again, good morning to each and every one of you. We are excited about today. If you're part of HC and you know what today is, you've been excited about today. And we're going to share with you what all today is about on this very exciting day. It's all about us, the church, being the hands and feet of Jesus. Today is what we call Compassion Sunday. And so we're going to hop right into it and explain what all that's about and what these beautiful children that are hanging on the wall, pictures there, are all about as well, and it's just an incredible time. So I want to look at a verse of Scripture and look at a word that describes Jesus. Look at Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. Again, Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. This word compassion is a word that describes Jesus over and over again. And look what it says in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. It says, when he saw the crowds... He had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Now I want to read that again. When he saw, when Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. Over and over again throughout the story of God and throughout the scriptures that describe Jesus to us, do we see him described or do we see him moved with this beautiful thing called compassion? When he saw the sick, when he saw the poor, when he saw those that were in need, when he saw the sad and the downtrodden, he's moved with compassion. He felt what they felt and he did what he was capable of doing to meet their need. So if you're filling in your blanks this morning and your notes, I simply want you to write this in. Jesus had compassion on them. Jesus had compassion on them. Why did Jesus have compassion on them? He had compassion on them because he was full of compassion. I want to give you a working definition of this word that we're talking about so much this morning, this word compassion. Here it is on the screen. Compassion is feeling what someone else is feeling to the point that you do what you can to help. Again, compassion is feeling what someone else is feeling to the point that you do what you can do to help. Now, I think that for most of us, we find ourselves being more compassionate towards people that we know well. Why? Because we see them, we know them, we kind of anticipate and or understand what they're feeling. And so when our kids hurt or they're in pain, we have compassion and we do what we can to stop that pain because they're our kid and we see them hurting. And so we move with compassion. It's amazing what a Band-Aid can do for a seven-year-old kid. Sometimes it's the small things, right? And then other times we see deep soul pain in people that we know who are going through a loss or who are going through hurt or are going through a betrayal and we just come alongside them and we just sit there and we just listen and we let them know that we are with them and we are moved with compassion. 
Some of us notice people that we don't know very well. Some of us just have this ability to notice when other people are hurting, when other people are missing out on something, when someone else is experiencing something that we could help them with, and we're moved with compassion. This is who Jesus is, knowing everyone intimately and seeing them moving to do something to help. Notice the scripture on the screen. It comes from Colossians chapter 3. It's going to have a blank, and here's what it says. Therefore, as God's chosen people... Holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with. And here's the blank. Here's what it's not filled in with. All right, go to the next slide. It's not filled with Wrangler. It doesn't say, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with Wrangler. Or the next one, Gucci. Y'all can laugh right there because that was really funny, and that is my funny moment of the day right there. And if you don't get that, just laugh anyway because it's funny. All right, here's what it says. Colossians chapter 3, it doesn't say that. Here's what it says. You can look it up. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with what? If we belong to Jesus, we are supposed through his power, supposed to through his power and through his spirit inside of us begin to look like him. And one of the things that the spirit of God does in me and does in you is he clothes us with compassion compassion. Maybe you're like, that's me. I'm a compassionate person. I just notice people around me, how they're hurting, and I'm quick to do something for them. Maybe you're sitting next to somebody and you're like, yep, that is totally who they are. They're just a compassionate person. They just notice the hurting. They notice those that have been pushed over to the side. They're just a very compassionate person. Or maybe you're like me and you're not naturally compassionate. I'm, that's not who I am naturally. So when I am compassionate, here's what's happening. The Spirit of God is doing something miraculous in me and on me and through me. If you see Kyle being compassionate, you're seeing the Spirit of God at work. So what did I just tell you? For those of you that are like me, there's hope for you too, right? If the Spirit of God can do a work in me to put on me, in me, and through me, this Spirit of compassion, He can do the same for you. This morning... As we present an opportunity for you to respond with compassion, some of you are going to do what you just always do. You're just going to respond with compassion. For some of us, it's going to be an opportunity for the Spirit of God to do something in us and through us that we wouldn't normally otherwise do. But this is what he does in us as we follow Jesus. He changes us and grows us and causes us to be like Jesus. And Jesus was truly filled with compassion. Look at 1 John chapter 3. 1 John chapter 3. Now, if I said John chapter 3, you would all probably be able to quote that verse potentially. But we're going to 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. Very similar to John chapter 3 verse 16, but different. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, we know. And who is the we that he's talking about here? The we that he's talking about here are those of us who are believers. Those of us that have placed our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Here's what he says about us. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. Who knows what real love is? Followers of Jesus know what real love is. What is real love? Real love looks like Jesus, God's one and only son, giving up his life for us. Now, if you're a follower of Jesus, you know how he gave his life up for you, right? 
He gave up his life for you by leaving heaven. And when I say heaven, think of it in whatever like visual terms you want to, I guess, but we're talking about perfection. We're talking where nothing ever, ever goes wrong, where everything is exactly the way that it should be. And God's one and only son, Jesus, left that to give up his life for us by living here on this earth around people like you and I and those other people that you don't like at all. He hung out with them too. And he gave up his life for us. And in giving up his life for us, he fully gave up his life for us by dying on the cross. They put nails in his hands. They put nails in his feet. He suffered there. He bled there. And he died there. That is the love of God being expressed fully to us through his son named Jesus. He gave up his life for us. Now, we're believers. We know the rest of the story, don't we? He didn't stay dead. He came back from the dead on the third day. This is where we get to celebrate. This is where Christianity is good. This is where we get to get happy in Jesus. He's alive today. He's alive today. And so we see Jesus giving up his life for us. Again, verse 16, we know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also, who's we? Followers of Jesus. We also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Wow, what a call. What a responsibility. That if we're followers of Jesus, we're supposed to do the things Jesus did. And he talks about giving up our life. That's a big, big call. Verse 17. He begins to describe what giving up looks like. If someone has enough money to live well, let's pause for a minute. What does it look like to live well? I mean, it says, if someone has enough money to live well. Now, we all have our idea of what living well looks like, right? For some of you right now, you're not living well enough, right? You're hoping for a pay raise. There are some people right now that are just praying that the federal government will raise that minimum wage, right, because it's going to change their world forever. I mean, all these things that we think are going to make us be able to live well according to our mind and our images and our standards. But what does it mean to live well? Well, as we pose that question, I think as we continue to talk this morning, what you're going to realize is that probably every single person in this room Probably every single person in this room lives well. Probably. Again, it goes on to say in verse number 17, if someone has enough money to live well and sees, notices a brother or sister in need, but shows no what? Shows no what? What does it say? Compassion. If we show no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? So I can say that I love God. I can say that I have the love of God in me, but how do I express, show forth, and prove that the love of God is in me? I see someone around me who needs something that I have that I can provide, and I give it to them. And we're not always talking about dollars and cents here. Again, earlier we talked about sometimes it's about giving of our time and of our energy and of our friendship and so many of the ways that we can give to those that are in need. But if I want to show forth compassion, if I want to show forth God's love, I'm able to see those that need and I'm able to step in and help and provide as God has provided for me. So the result of all this is that we share, we give, we show compassion, we help, we serve, and we love. So here's where all this gets us to. Again, in your notes, Jesus had compassion on them. May the same be said of us. Jesus 
our Savior, our Lord, the one that we say is above all, had compassion. On who? Those that were sick, those that were hurting, those that needed a Savior, those that were desperate. May the same be said of us. May this church be known as a church of compassion. And I believe that we are, and I believe that we can do it so much more as the Word of God and the Spirit of God gives us opportunity to work in us to do things that can make an amazing difference in people's lives. Well, how does all this figure into today and where we are and what's going on? What I want to do is give you some numbers on the screen in just a minute and then tell you what our vision has been, what God's using us to do, and what God can use you to do today because it's absolutely exciting. These are incredible numbers that are coming on the screen. The first number is this, 600 million kids. I have four kids. Sometimes it feels like 600 million but I, I have four kids in my world, right? And it's, it's all the time. Yesterday we had, um, I, I, I ran a two-mile run with my son, like a race. And then we went straight from there and we grabbed some breakfast and we met up with the other ones and we did a, a swim meet yesterday. Um, I don't know if you know what a swim meet is, but that means stay all day at the pool and watch your kid in the pool for about 30 seconds. That's what a swim meet is, and it's awesome, and she did great, and it was good. I had to leave early with one of them to drop them off at a birthday party, and then we had to come back, and then we had to do lunch, and then we had another birthday party for another kid. It's just all the time, right? But 600 million kids, Okay. And this is where 600 million kids in our world today fall. They live in extreme poverty. Extreme poverty. Now, I want to describe what extreme poverty looks like, okay? Extreme poverty is living off of less than $2 a day. Less than $2 a day. That's somewhere around $700 a year. A year or less. That's where 600 million kids live around the world. A little perspective. Um, the U.S., our nation, is home to 3% of children in the world. 3%. So 97% of the children in the world live somewhere else other than the United States. 3% live here. The United States, we purchase 40% of the toys that are made in the world. Calculate for you? Just incredible. I'm not telling you this to make you feel bad. I'm telling us this so we will understand how blessed we are. Well, a moment ago when I said when you live well, you're like, well, I got this and I got that. We live well. We live well. Let me give you another number, um, and that is this, 18,000 kids. And this one uh, just rocks me all the time. Uh, I have a 10-year-old son who this number uh, drives him. I don't know what he's going to do when he grows up. But his passion right now is to do something about this number because here's what this number represents. 18,000 kids. It's the number of children who die every day due to poverty or poverty-related issues. 18,000 a day. 18,000. And so we as a church, we've been part of something that is making a difference, making an impact um, on this next slide, you're going to see a partnership that's happened between us, Holland Chapel, and two other organizations that I quickly want to describe. I don't want to spend a lot of time here. One of them is Stadia, 
and one of them is compassion. And our focus uh, has been in the country of Peru, which uh, is home to a lot of these kids that we were just describing. Um, Stadia is a church planting organization. They are incredible. We got connected with them several years ago, and uh, they help churches plant churches. They are helping us plant the church that's going to be planted in northwest Arkansas. And if you want to hear how valuable that Stadia is to the church planting process, you can ask uh, Aaron how valuable they are to the church planting process. Just incredible how they help. They help globally as well plant churches in partnership with Compassion. If you're not familiar with Compassion, Compassion is an incredible organization that's been in existence for many decades that's done a phenomenal job around the world getting kids sponsored through sponsors around the world that can help them experience the good things that they need in their life that I'll describe later. And so just an incredible partnership. And so this is what we've partnered with. We partnered together, Stadium Compassion, to plant a church in Peru. And in that, in that city of Peru that you're going to see in just a minute, some of you have seen this video before, but I saw it again the other day, and man, my heart just, whew, it got all over me. Um, but we were able to uh, be a part of planting a church in Peru. It is the only gospel-teaching church in the city in which it is planted. The only Christian church in that city. And you're going to see uh, the results of that and experience that through this video. So check out this video now. We're here in Peru, in Cerros, Colorado, Peru, um, with Pastor Dario and his wife Jenny. Question for you: um, If you could talk to our church family in the United States, what would you say to them about how their gifts have helped here in this place, in this church? It's, it's grande. It's grande. The way your church has contributed to to us is just huge. Something I can also say about this is that the families of the children that come here, at first they were very hard-hearted to hear the gospel and the message of Jesus. But now because their children are coming here and they see their children learning and doing great, they're more open to hear the message of the gospel. And my own spirit as a pastor and my lovely wife here, we're both extremely grateful for all of this. The local authorities of this community see the church in a very different way now. And, and I, I really give the glory to God is because through all of this, through this tool, we can preach the, the gospel with more boldness now. The, the parents of these children and many of you went to do home visits today and you've met them. They are very grateful to, to everything that's happening. A lot of them are not Christians. But now we feel like we have an open door to bring the message to them. And the, 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 the church is just very excited to continue doing this. Amen. Good stuff right there. So it was in September of this last year that we posed this question. What, what if God used us to change a city. What if God used us to change a city? Cerros, Colorado. And I can answer that question for you today and tell you that he, God, is. He is. God is using you, your family, this church to change a city. I want to read a quote from a lady named Elizabeth uh, Bustamante. She is a part of the new church there and she is a volunteer that serves. And here's what she has said now that all of this has happened. 
I've been living in Cerro, Colorado for more than 70 years. And it's the first time I've seen the children running around with smiles on their faces. It is an indescribable joy. I welcome them with a happy face, and I know them all by name. This is my way of showing them they are loved by God, the church, and us. Is that not incredible? What you saw on that video is really a vision coming to pass. We had three big pieces of this vision that we wanted to accomplish. The first one was this. We wanted to sponsor every child available living in extreme poverty that Compassion International has in Cerro, Colorado, Peru. Well, we did. We did. You, uh, this church in September uh, sponsored over 150 kids uh, that were identified uh, to experience the blessings of the church and the compassion ministry that they offer there. Um, just some things about compassion I'll quickly share with you. My family has been partnered with Compassion for over 20 years. Uh, we've sponsored in kids, excuse me, we've sponsored kids in the Philippines. We've sponsored two there. In fact, one um, actually um, aged out of the program. He's a grown man now following Jesus. Uh, we sponsor another young man named now, uh, now named John Mark in the Philippines. Uh, we sponsored a little girl in India. And in case you don't know what's going on in India, India is trying to to stop everything that is Christian over there. But we had a little girl named Rithu that we continue to pray for and ask God's blessings, but the sponsorship partnership um, was stopped by the government. Um, we have a little girl named uh, Gracia in Indonesia. And then in Peru, we have two kids of which you saw on there, Rose and Junior, that our family gets to sponsor. Compassion's been making a difference in the lives of children for over 65 years. An incredible, an incredible organization. Through Compassion Sponsorships, here's what you can provide for the kid or kids that you sponsor. You can provide good food, as you saw um, some of our team being able to help serve. Education, health care, and most importantly, the hope of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, last September, our church sponsored, through you, our family, sponsored over 160 kids in the city of Cedros, Colorado. Well, the church has now come into being. It has grown. Their capacity to serve kids has grown. And they've identified 79 new kids that we can join together in sponsoring today and provide for them the same thing. Um, for $38 a month, you can make a difference. That's what the sponsorship looks like, is a $38 a month commitment to pro provide for these kids food, education, healthcare, and the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us change a city. You can change a child's life. The other thing we set out to do, the other portion of our vision was to plant a church so that every sponsored child has an opportunity to follow Jesus. Well, we did. What our church was able to do because of the generosity that's within this church, we were able to give $89,000 to construct that incredible facility. I don't know if you were paying attention to that, that shot that came in and how everything else around it literally was falling down. 
This is a bright, shining light in that community. The facility is just absolutely incredible where the gospel is being preached, the church is growing, and these kids are being reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ as well. The other part of our vision was for many of us to have the opportunity to go there ourselves and meet your child on a mission trip to Peru. That video that you saw earlier was myself and Josh and Grant who got to go on that trip, and all of us got to meet our kids that we sponsor. It was a life-changing experience, that little guy that was tugging on my beard. He doesn't tug on my beard, he tugs on my heart. He tugs on my heart. My kids go to bed every night, and they pray for those kids by name. And it's just an incredible, and incredible experience. And so uh, we are going. And so today is a trip reveal. We've got some information we want to share with you about the date that's coming up where any of you can be involved in. And I think that's coming up, our Peru trip. And hopefully you can see those dates, December the 1st through the 7th. And that is a Sunday through a Saturday. So you want to jot those dates down if you are interested in going to Peru. Um, again, it's our trip reveal, December the f- uh, 1st through the 7th. If you go, you'll be able to see the church that we planted. You'll be able to meet Pastor uh, Dario and the many others there. You will also get to meet the kid or kids that you sponsor, which is just an incredible experience, and serve and help in that local community throughout the week. And it's just an incredible, incredible experience. So if you are interested in that trip, we want you to do one of two things. We either want you to write on the backside of your communication card, I'm interested in the Peru trip. And we will contact you and share with you all the details of that trip and or you can go to hollandchapel.org and you can uh, put your information in there and say I want uh, through the link there information about the Peru. It's a big banner that you can click on on our website. So here's the question. Will you help us change a city? There are 79 brand new children that have been identified that we are able to sponsor and we'd love for you to be a part of that today. So in just a moment, here's what's going to happen, similar to what happened in September. We're going to give you an opportunity to literally get up and move and uh, with compassion and help us change a city by changing a child's life. All around the room, even up front here, you may or may not be able to see them, but there's some up front. They're all around the walls. Are these beautiful children that God created that he's giving us opportunity to give um, help to so they can experience the love and nourishment and the gospel. So we want you to get up in just a moment and sponsor one of these children. Maybe you're already sponsoring one or more, and you're like, I- I'm-, I'm where I need to be. That's totally fine. Maybe you're already sponsoring some. You're like, can I sponsor another one? Absolutely. There's no limit on how many you can sponsor. Maybe you're brand new to your church, to this church, and like, can I be a part of this? Absolutely. You can be a part of this, and it's just an incredible, an incredible experience. These packets that you see hanging there, they're a very, very big deal. Um, This one, I suppose you pronounce this little girl's name, uh, Nady. That's how I'm going to pronounce it, N-E-I-D-Y. This is one of the packets that are available. This is the only one of these packets that exists in the world. So in other words, if you pull this packet, we want you to be serious about sponsoring this child. Don't leave here today with this packet unless you are sponsoring them before you leave because we do not want this packet to get lost or dismissed or lost in the system because it's just an important, important Thing. So what we want you to do today is to consider sponsoring a child and then sponsor a child. Um, as you open this in just a few moments, there are three parts on this. And there at the bottom, how you would do this is you tear this bottom part off. On this front side, it says, yes, I want to sponsor. And this little girl's name is Nady. You would tear that off and put all of your contact info on there. On the back side, 
you are able today to put your credit and or debit card on there to get set up for payment. If you, for whatever reason, are not comfortable with putting your payment information on there today, fill the front side of the card out with all of your information. Turn it in. We're going to be turning these in the offering bucket. Uh, Compassion will contact you and get all of that information straight from you and not on that piece of paper if that's what you so choose. And or if you don't use a credit or a debit card, they can call and set all that up as well in um, you being able to pay through that form. And so we want you to do that absolutely today. If you have questions, and many people do sometimes, we're going to have a team of people in the back corner. I think Josh is standing back there. You see the big compassion sign when you go out on your left on the way out of the auditorium. If you have questions, you can stop there and ask anything that you need to ask. They will do their best to answer those questions. I'm going to say what I said a few months ago. This is not a cute contest. Every one of these kids that you see are cute. Every one of them. Here's what we think. We think that you're sitting right where you're supposed to be sitting and that you're going to walk up to the kid that you need to get. That's what we think. Um, They're going to be some up here. They're over there. We have another service coming. I don't know if they're all gone. They're all gone. You know, early bird gets the worm, I guess, kind of thing this morning. I don't know how that's going to work. We're going to see how that plays out. But we want you to be a part of this, and it's just going to be an incredible experience as you are able to sponsor a child and change their life. So the question is, will you help us change a city? I'm going to pray. And we're going to give you an opportunity to respond this morning. We give you plenty of time to go get your packet if you need to do that. We're going to give you plenty of time to fill it out as well. And so we'll just be patient in this beautiful time of helping these kids. Let's pray.